It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your host, Adam Forrest. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. I'm excited today because we are talking to people who love camping. And I'm a big fan of backpacking, and their business is called The Dirt. Uh, Kevin and Sarah um, both are the founders, and they uh, are doing an incredible job helping build a whole environment that gives reviews, whether it's video, contextual photos of all the different campgrounds, uh, so people can get a real understanding about where they're going, where they want to go, and what to expect, and things like that. Um, But it's so much more than that, because they are smart entrepreneurs who have been hustling and working incredibly hard. And they have tons of insights from their lessons as they just raised $2.5 million to fund their idea to the next level. And their marketing strategy is unique and it is through gamification and it expedited their growth. So this is something you want to listen in on and you're going to learn how they did it and what it took. Um, As a reminder, guys, we have some exciting stuff upcoming. If you haven't checked out the latest release, it is about pop, purpose, and profit. There's a new emerging market, as you probably already know. What does it mean to the uh, people today? What does it mean to entrepreneurs? Um, We talk about social impact. We talk about the business. And we have some incredible interviews with people from banks to... um, that you're going to really love. So guys, the next edition is super exciting because we got some Q&A with Richard Branson and we have Q&A uh, and a cover story with Jean Awang because she is the president of Virgin Unite and they're doing a number of incredible projects that are all socially conscious and moving society forward. So whether it's protecting the ocean or helping entrepreneurs, they are doing it and she's going to talk about how and what's important and all the other details that are that are really interesting. Um, so keep an eye out. October 15th, that will be released. Uh, stop by the App Store, guys. Sign up. It's only a couple bucks a month, and we're going to keep rolling out incredible content on a monthly basis. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. It helps it go a long way for the podcast and for the magazine. And without further ado, I'm going to jump into this story with uh, Kevin and Sarah because it's awesome. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Kevin and Sarah, how are you guys doing today? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. Thank you. Good to be here. We're doing great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. I always like having multiple people in the interview. I find it, it's like a little roundtable discussion, so it's kind of (laughs) cool. We actually just set something up, too. We were talking about the Bransons, and we might have a really interesting uh, meeting doing a roundtable with uh, some of the people on their team as well. So... So listen, I, you know, as you guys know, I just to to give people listening a little background here, we did a nice follow up interview with Jake Orak of Ethnotech Bags. And uh, this has been a two year spread since we spoke to him. And he was on the cover of the first magazine. And he had just a ton of great things to say about the dirt. Um, You know, so they had some partnership there. And these guys are just crushing it. So we're going to tap into their story and we're going to hear from them some of the key steps they've taken to build. Build community and raise $2.6 million uh, to drive the, to the next level of their business. So let's dive in with just a little bit of background so people understand, well, how, 
how did this idea come to life and get to a point where you were like, hey, let's go all in on this? That's that's a great question. And it really stemmed from a personal problem that um, Kevin and I experienced, which was we loved to camp, um, but we hated trying to find a campground online before we went camping. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is that everything out there didn't give us a good sense of what a camping experience was going to be like. Um, We couldn't see pictures. We couldn't read reviews. There was very little out there in the way of good content on what campgrounds were like. And then Adam, when we look, when we researched it more, you know, one, we found out that 60 million Americans uh, camp an average of five times per year. So we knew the community was big. Um, And then when Sarah started doing contextual interviews, to find out are other people having problems looking for campgrounds online, we quickly discovered the number one frustration of users. They can't see what they're getting. And so imagine trying to go rent an Airbnb place and not being able to see what it looks like. You'd never want to do that. And that's what Sarah set out to do originally of, let's see if we can crowdsource the most pictures, videos, and reviews from campers from around the country. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So the idea comes to life based on a situation that you had personally, and and that's a common story. And I think it's obviously an important one because you're doing something that obviously you're interested in, but it's also an acknowledged problem that you can try and fix. And if you, if it's something that you're challenged with, most likely there's a lot of other people facing the same challenge. So, so how did the idea uh, turn into the, what were the next steps? Let me put it that way. How do you start manifesting this? Well, I don't know, sir, if you want to talk maybe about the Telluride Venture Accelerator program and then the first, um, the first leaderboard, just to see if anyone would even do it. Yeah. So I I was really lucky to get into an accelerator program called the Telluride Venture Accelerator in beautiful Telluride, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to spend six months out there um, working on our beta site and just developing the idea a little bit more. And during that time, that was in 2015, um, we created the first leaderboard. So we had, we had a website, we had, you know, all these campgrounds listed, but we knew we needed to incentivize people to give us their content. And we're like, well, how, how can we do that? You know, just because we have this website does not mean they're going to come. Um, and we need the content to make it become what we wanted it to become. Yeah, it it really is, Adam. If you build it, they won't come. (laughs) And if you incentivize them, they will barely come. It's incredibly, (laughs) incredibly hard to try to get an online community off the ground. It really is. And I can back you up on that. And I know a lot of people can. And there's so many people out there, oh, build your audience, do this, do this. And and people don't know who to listen to and what direction to go. And, you know, you're trying to build a business and you have operations and then you have building the community and you have trying to get funding, all these things. And everyone gets so confused on where to spend their time and time is limited. So how did you guys uh, start doing it? So, yeah, we just, you know, we had one leaderboard, we got people incentivized, they would send in a picture, they'd get three points, a video, 10 points. Um, And what was our goal that summer, Kevin? You know, so we set a goal of to try to get 500 pictures, videos and reviews just in the first uh, trial period in the first couple months um, of a leaderboard. And we ended up getting over 2000 pictures, videos and reviews right away. This was enough for 
uh, Sarah to tell me it's time for me to quit my uh, corporate job at a nice, stable, <laughs> publicly traded company. Uh, I'm the I'm the only wife in the world that begs her husband to quit his stable job. Gotcha. To nice. <laughs> yeah. So as a married co-founder, we basically had zero income coming in, uh, put our life savings into starting up the dirt completely went for it and it was because of that little test seeing that gamification of incentivizing campers to submit their camping pictures videos and reviews they get points they compete on these leaderboards and then they win outdoor gear um from from brands uh it worked and fast forward we did that with better technology and better community development each year the following summer we had a goal to try to get over 12,000 pictures, videos, and reviews, which we think would make us the leader in the space because no one's really captured the camping review market yet. We uh, crushed that and got over 20,000 pictures, videos, and reviews. At the time, that was amazing. Um, the dirt now, though, fast forward, you know, we have over 75,000 campground pictures, videos, and reviews, probably six times more than anybody uh, in the world. Um, our community has grown to, you know, around 500,000 uh, users across our different channels. Um, and we've made that huge jump, you know, and it took years of pain and really focused in on community development, beautiful technology and beautiful content to get there. Right. Interesting. And so with the, I was curious just to understand, because I know a lot of people in the early phases, they, they consider these accelerators, um, and you did mention the one in Colorado, um, and you went, you know, Sarah, for six months out there, and that's common. Yeah. You have to kind of be there, um, and usually there's an upfront fee, you know, they need you to invest, so I guess you guys were married at the time, I assume, so you did a departure. You said, hey, I'm out of here for six months. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, and, you know, I'm not your... I'm not probably your stereotypical entrepreneur who's in my twenties with a hoodie. Right. Man. <laughs> you know, I was, I think I was 46 when I did that accelerator. So I'm, you know, I was different from everyone else there, which, you know, I think actually was good um, yeah, in the yeah. long run, but wow, that's yeah. a commitment. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, left my husband and my doggy and my garden, <laughs> wow. but you can't, go wrong with Telluride so very cool and was there an investment to get in that program there was yep and awesome. they 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 did a small investment to start out yeah um I think what did they put in they put in like uh, I think it was like thirty thousand uh dollars -huh. and then and then some sort of a stipend um to be able to be out there full time gotcha gotcha, gotcha. but that that was the first time you know we someone gave us money Right. To do that, which was a pretty amazing feeling. Yeah, everybody else, we were telling them about this amazing, thriving online community of campers and the and the world's most campground pictures, videos, and reviews we were going to create in the future. And basically, everyone said, "Good luck." Yeah. Uh, good luck. So it was really great to have the Teller Adventure Accelerator program give us that first step and help us get over that milestone. You know, Adam, when you talk about like everybody looks at, uh, oh, great, just go build an online community, and how hard and painful that is. It's really about like setting those annual goals, uh, beating those goals, being realistic about them, and you just keep grinding away, you know. And like last night, Sarah and I are, you know, at happy hour with our 15 full time employees. We just uh, released our new, brand new iOS and Android um, React Native apps. 
super, super excited, like beautiful technology. And we gave a little toast saying, you guys, five years ago, we wanted to get to the point that we are today. And everyone thinks that it's going to take six months or a year of hard work. Yeah. It takes years of hard work to get to the point where you really want to get to. 100%. Yeah. That's been really a, a shocking learning experience. And when I work with other entrepreneurs here in Portland, it's like everything is going to take so much longer than you think. Mm-hmm. So patience. Absolutely. Just keep keep plugging along. I always say that. I'm like, you need qualities of discipline and patience because it yeah. doesn't happen fast. <laughs> you can only do so much at a time and it takes time to build the credibility, to build the audience, you know, just everything. It just takes time. So, and it's, yeah, it's interesting because, um, I think once you start seeing some success, people are like, Oh, that's happening so quickly. And it's like, <laughs> Oh no, no, this has been going on for a long time. And now, you know, to see the community that we've built and, you know, we have these Rangers on the dirt people who, um, you know, they, they win a, a one of our contests and then they get product from us and they review it. Um, and you know, we have over 500 of these people now out there who are like our biggest advocates. So cool. and, yeah. And, and Adam, it might be interesting for your readers just for us to talk a little bit about the community development. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's uh, your, your, readers, your readers and your listeners. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sarah mentioned our, you know, Rangers. So, you know, we have a, a community of about a half a million right now. Um, people across our website, our app, and our social channels. Um, but when you look at building these online communities, one thing that was interesting that we learned early on is if you look at companies like Yelp or online communities like Yelp, less than 4% of people ever create an account and do a review on Yelp. Right. Less than 4%. I mean, it's insane, right? And so, And that's very common. That's not just Yelp. That is what online communities are. And uh, early on, we had um, uh, a really good friend of ours and mentor, uh, Charlie Brown from Context Partners, talking about the community development and really gave us this thought that stuck with us. And we've we've made a commitment to it. So the, the one nine ninety rule where with your online community, one percent of your users will be the superstar mavens who are going to create accounts, who are going to create content, who are going to like create all of the information. 9% of your community will like the 1% stuff, maybe share it. And then 90% will never do a single thing except for belong to your community. Right. So when you think about this 1990 rule, it's every piece of this community is important. You need the 90% to belong, otherwise you don't have a community. Right. Uh, you need that 9% to share, but you really need that 1% in the superstars. And so Sarah mentioned the Dirt Rangers. Um, you know, out of our half a million users, the top 500 are the ones that we spend the majority of our time building technology for, building content for, getting feedback, having closed private meetings with them. I was walking over here on a phone with one of our Rangers who I've never met. You know, having a one-on-one -on -one phone call with a user to get some feedback about our technology right before this call. We put so much effort into that 1% and we create these closed private groups. We do webinars. We do in-person events. We do phone calls. 
And it's super hard because it feels so weird to put so much time into just 1% of your community. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the biggest secrets that we really understood early on. And we've made a commitment to those dirt rangers year after year after year. And it's just like paying, you know, dividends tenfold. Well, let me ask you this then, because I'm sure people are eager to, to know. And I, I love the, the 1990. And I think they're going to be thinking, okay, great. Well, uh, I have an audience and I want to grow my business. And I think, you know, understanding how to tap into those guys and support them more could be very valuable. They're your, your ambassadors, basically. So how do you identify them and how do you start nurturing them? You mentioned you do calls and these other things. So I guess, how do you get clarity on just who that 1% is? They, you just see them standing out more, participating more. How do you start doing that? Well, at the beginning, they were just the most active users on our site, where, okay. which we could clearly see because we have the leaderboards, um, <laughs> right. you know, see who's most active. But then, you know, we created like a, a closed Facebook group for this group and we would invite them. And now it's a thing people are like trying to get into. Yeah. It's like prestigious within our community, you know, so... Um, you know, just starting by seeing who's the most active, creating some sort of a special thing for them. Um, that was kind of how we started. Yeah, and it's really about like if you have a if you have a blog, who's commenting on your blog? Right. If you have right. an email list, who's actually opening that email? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and all the way down to like um, you know going and doing one on one contextual interviews. I mean, Sarah did that with a lot of uh, of our active users early on. And what that means is I would go into their homes and film them and watch how they acted when they were searching for a campground online. So I knew, you know, you got to know. Seriously? What yeah, I did. Yep. That's pretty intense. And then <laughs> personas off of that. And it's like, okay, well, every single person we've watched at some point said, well, this is the point where I would try to go to Yelp to find a campground or call my friends. Right. Right. right and right. that's like, you know, we said early on to investors, like, look, 60 million campers are frustrated looking for campgrounds online. We want to have an online community with pictures, videos, and reviews so they can see what they're getting, so they know what they're getting. And, you know, we don't have any proof of that, right? Investors are like, well, how do I know that'll work? These early research days that Sarah did with these contextual interviews with uh, camper after camper after camper and mapping out their flow from looking online to looking at books to getting frustrated to finally like saying, this is where I call a friend. All of a sudden it's like, well, there's your first level proof, right? And uh, to show that there is a demand for this product, here's the proof of all these different interviews. And it's about just winning those steps one at a time. You know, what's interesting too, though, is one of those early on people, um, Bjorn, uh, Sarah, you went to and you did that contextual interview and you took pictures, mm -hmm. remember that, and you mapped yeah. it out? You know, Adam, it was just last night when we did, when we released our, or we sent our um, uh, apps to the app store, we had the, you know, I mentioned before, our, our 15 full-time employees at The Dirt yep. launching our new app. We were very excited. Bjorn, our ranger, we invited him to come hang out with our 15 full-time staff at the restaurant, uh, did a full video picture and actually gave him the honor of pushing these brand new iOS and Android camping apps into the app store. Cool. So he actually hit the submit button and we're like, well, we, we want a ranger to do this because this is what it's all about. Right. Because yeah. years later, this product got developed from him, from his ideas. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Fun. 
Very cool. Very cool. I love that. So what, okay, so let's, before we get into your funding uh, story, as you were building the community and building these things, we touched on a lot of different uh, areas. What were the, what was the biggest challenge as you were doing these things and some of the most stressful points in, in, in the struggles and stuff like that? Um, I think we all face them and, um, you know, I'd like to hear what some of those might be and, and how you overcame them. Endurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the frustration of things going so slow and not, you know, I literally thought when we came up with this idea, oh, well, this will be done in six months and we'll have this great thing out. Yeah. And it's Technology just, will do it. We'll just build some awesome app and it'll take care of itself. So, yeah, just being patient, like we've already said, is yeah. such a good thing to keep in mind at all points of this journey. You know, and like hitting hitting milestones every year, like I mentioned, what's important, too, is like how you frame up those milestones. You know, I had this pitch deck that I changed over the years. And it was, hey, we set out to see if we get anyone to do campground reviews. We didn't even know if it would work. They'd submit reviews, earn points, and win prizes on the dirt. And you know what happened? And the next slide shows these huge numbers. 2,000 pictures, videos, and reviews were submitted. It was amazing. So here's my pitch deck the following year, Adam. Um, so we went out and built a better technology to see if anyone would submit pictures, videos, and reviews. And we weren't, you know, weren't sure what would happen. We hope we could get over 12,000 reviews. And guess what the next slide was? We got 20,000 <laughs> reviews. And now I have this deck of what we just reached our recent round. And when we raised our recent round of funding, and I had a deck of, hey, we wanted to get over 12,000 pictures, videos, and reviews. And guess what happened? And I changed the next next slide. And it's, we have over 75,000 pictures, videos, and reviews, more than anyone on the internet by a landslide of right. campgrounds. Right. And it's all about this, like, um, celebrating successes uh, based in the reality at hand. And you can recraft this story over and over again as long as you actually are hitting milestones. Right. That's excellent. So what were the keys to getting all those reviews? Meaning, okay, you got a couple components here that people would probably want to understand is, you know, there's marketing that has to be involved. You're building a community. And when you're running these programs, you have to get the attention of people. So there's some kind of marketing happening. And you have the other component, which is you're getting these brands involved. And in the earlier years, why would they want to be involved unless it's just the, hey, all we want you to do is give a prize. And for you, it's just ongoing exposure. We'll market you, you'll get attention, and they don't have to do anything else. So, like, what was, so I'm just curious on how that works. Cause in the earlier days, there's a lot of people, they screw around with, you know, AdWords, Facebook ads, and next thing you know, they spend $1,000 and it goes nowhere. And I hear this all the time. And so I'm curious on how you were able to um, put this together from a marketing standpoint and a client adoption standpoint. So, um, the marketing standpoint, there's no silver bullet that does it, right? There's lots of different pieces of the right. puzzle. Um, so it's definitely every single thing you mentioned is a part of it. Um, when we looked at bringing on clients, one piece of advice I'd bring on is, um, especially as early day startup, like don't discredit what you're doing, even if you've never done it before and you're not sure it's going to work. Um, there's value to it. So early on, even our first year before we ever launched the app, I wouldn't do anything for free, right? Because we're a business. And so when we worked with these outdoor brands, 
they supplied uh, product in exchange to uh, owning our contest regions um, on the dirt where users would submit campground photos, videos, and reviews, earn points, and win this outdoor gear. Right. Um, right. But even the very first year, before we even had a product and launched the app, companies who came on had to give X amount of product, but then they had to pay a $500 processing fee. You know? Yeah, and just something, yeah. Cash, right? Just, yeah. Just something. I think that was really important. Otherwise, they don't value it. They're like, oh, here's some, here's my free product that I, you know, at wholesale. Yeah. yeah. At cost, I don't really care about. So I don't really care about you. I'm going to put zero money towards you. Goodbye. I'm not even going to help promote this. And it was really hard to, you know, sell before we had a product to get brands on board. And, right. you know, it wasn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And then, like, it wasn't even live. A yet. numbers game at some point. Just if we knock on 100 doors, at least someone will come by. <laughs> Having a really good salesperson is key, which. Yeah. Yeah. Dialing for dollars, you know, just grinding away and tracking it, you know, but like fast forward and it's like now the dirt, we have six figure contracts, you know, and uh, it's incredible. And so to go from brands giving us, you know, thirty one hundred dollar gift cards and five hundred bucks to like six figure cash um, clients, it's a, you know, and everything in between there to get to that level. It's just about hitting those milestones every year, celebrating those successes. And, you know, it's an endurance game. It's a lot of work. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that. And so let, let's dive in. Let's go to shift gears just a little bit. Um, and, oh, and then, you know, just to, just to actually close the loop on what you were just saying, I 100% agree. So for anyone listening, don't devalue what you're doing. And that was actually some of the better advice someone gave us as well um, earlier on is, you know, don't be afraid to, to put a value behind what you're doing and, and don't feel like you have to give it to, for free to everybody, you know, and that's exactly what you guys are saying. And I really do agree. And there was a media company that was doing a, you know, a subscription just to read the content. The whole website was locked and they were charging $400 a year to subscribe. But four years later, they had 4,000 subscribers at $400 a year, which is no joke. But again, her key, she said, was... I value what we do. And as long as you really believe in that and you go to people with, and you propose it that way, you know, it, it comes off, it works, yeah. you know? So you just got to really believe it. Yeah. Right. So I think that was an important point you made. So I would, anybody listening, take real note on that. Don't devalue what you're doing. Okay. So guys, you've had some great success. We talked about some of the ups, the downs and the community development we all also need money in our pockets. Now, a lot of people will say, hey, you've got to build these revenue systems and you shouldn't raise funding and all these things. Other people, depending on the business, you've got to get funding, you know? So I'm curious, and I think anybody listening is, you know, we did our survey to the audience and of course, capital is a big one, right? Um, and so let's talk about that story just a little bit. I know you said you've been revising your pitch deck for years. Um, was there anything before the 2.6, aside from the accelerator, that you raised before? And then let's just build up to that 2.6. What did it take to get there? Sure. So, you know, not to go into all the nitty gritty, but essentially Sarah and I did an investment, a personal investment in the dirt, um, bought our founder shares, uh, early on, we did a little bit of a convertible note, um, and then all of it rolled into the um, the 2.6 uh, that we just recently closed, which we're super excited about. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I would say of you know raising this money, um, 
you know, we raised that money and it was, it was insane, Adam. I mean, it was like three and a half weeks from when we actually pushed the go button to closing that round, three and a half weeks. It was crazy town. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but, and, and people see that, especially around Portland of like, Oh my gosh, how did you guys raise millions of dollars so fast? The reality is, is we've uh, been developing those relationships and that trust and that confidence for like half a decade. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, So here's a couple tools that made a really big difference for us. Um, I started when we launched the dirt and um, started getting things going. I got uh, five advisors, right? And they got, uh, uh, you know, um, some advisor shares in the dirt they made an investment in the dirt themselves, um, and then they helped us with this network. Those are the first five people on our investor mentor email update. That was a very simple update. Here's the good. Here's the bad. Here's what we're doing next. Here's what we could use help with. Yeah. We have sent this email out every other month, six times a year for the last few years. and. Every time I talk to someone, I end the end, end the meeting. And I say, "Hey, do you mind if I add you to our um, investor mentor update list?" Um, I've never had someone say no, so I always add people. And in the last uh, four years or three years of doing it, I've only had one person opt out of this thing ever, right? Wow. And so people are watching us. Oh, we did 2,000 reviews one year. Then we got 20,000 pictures, videos, and reviews, more than anyone on the dirt. And now we have 75,000 pictures, videos, and reviews, more than anyone on the dirt. We're starting to bring in bigger clients, bigger, you know, action. So when we turn the the switch on to go raise, we had already been building this network up for years. This network already knew our story. They knew that we put our time in. They knew that we've been hitting milestones and that we do what we say and we deliver what we say we're going to deliver on. So when it was time to raise money, I don't want to say it was easy, but it definitely made it a lot easier. Absolutely. Go ahead, Sarah. Well, I think, I mean, that is such a simple thing anyone can do, and so many people miss it. Um, It's super simple, and it's super effective. Just send out this update every other month. Good enough. And what's in the update? Were you okay telling people what you share? Like literally what Kevin said, we'd say, here's the good. And we have three bullet points. Our community grew to this. We got this many more reviews. Um, The bad, oh, one of our employees quit. We have to hire someone else. Um, What we need help with, who can introduce us to two more outdoor brands so we can pitch them? Right. You know, that simple. It takes 15 minutes to make it and send it. Like black and white three sections, three bullet points per section, have it exciting, but yet be real, you know, the good and the bad. And then this is what we need. This is what we're looking for. And those, and then people would contact us like, Hey, I know someone in this media company that can help you. Or like, Hey, I know some of this outdoor brand that might want to be, have one of your contests. Uh, it was, it was really awesome. And that's, it's so hard to do, Adam. Like, it sounds simple. Like, Sarah explains it, and I'm sitting there being like, oh, yeah, just send it every other month. It's like you, you wake up every day for years as an entrepreneur in, like, a panic, and you feel like a loser because you're never farther along as you yeah. want. <laughs> so, like, stopping twice a month and giving 15 minutes to send out this email that seems like such a waste of time um, is really hard to do. But if you can commit to it, it makes those 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 days when you need help or you want to raise faster, 
a big, big difference. I can see a lot of value in it. And I also see motivation coming from it because it's like if there's an ex- expectation on a disciplined every other month cycle that this update's coming out, it's like you want to make sure you have a good update too. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So what was your approach? You know, people love to hear these stories. And that that's a great tip. Actually, I really love that tip. And how did you approach? What was some of the like, let's, I'm going to just back that up. What was some of the best advice you have gotten when revising your deck to get the attention from people? Nine slides and um, I can do the deck in like six minutes. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, you see so many different variations. And so over time, you've talked to a lot of people, you've done a lot of iterations, and you've netted out where the best way to go is that you're at nine slides. And so was there a lot of stuff where you're like, yeah, but this really serves a purpose. I need this slide, that slide. And I think people get really wrapped up in it. And, you know, like, so you have to kind of just really get to what, okay, well, actually, what are the slides that you felt were really important there? Any real key items that people should be aware of when they're putting together a pitch deck because it's hard there, there's a lot of things you think should be there and totally. you just can't put it all totally the one slide i will go on about this over and over and over but with any startup you have to be solving a problem yeah. if you're not solving a problem you i'd say there's a high chance you're not going to succeed so like having your problem slide front and center saying this is the problem that we are going to solve. You go to the next slide and you say, here is how we are going to solve it. Yeah. And then you leave out 90% of the other things you want to tell them to show them that you're credible and then show them exactly how you're going to do it. Just leave out 90% of them. And if it feels super uncomfortable and not enough information, that's when you have the perfect pitch deck. <laughs> you get their curiosity at least. And and do you have to angle? Should people be angling it to say, here's a problem, here's a solution, maybe another slide or two, but then it's all about what's kind of like what's next and what's in it for the investor. Yeah, you need that. And the biggest thing is the investor has to get it. You know, they have, the investor has to get it. So if you get too complicated and you start speaking about something that's a technical thing and it's not a technical person, right. community building and how exactly you're going to do it. And they don't really understand that because they've never actually talked about community building. They're just a rich person, you know, that's <laughs> their money some other way. It's really about like, they're going to invest in the entrepreneur and they're going to invest because they're like, oh, I see a problem solution. And you guys are going to sort this. And this is a huge opportunity. Like the other thing too to keep in mind is if you're getting these angel investors, even the institutional investors um, that the dirt brought on, think about it like this. These investors have X amount of money per year they're going to invest. They're going to put their money in 10 companies. Of the seven companies or six of the companies, they know they lost their money. Right. Lost. Right. Right. And then a couple of the companies are going to do like two to three X. And then one of the companies out of 10 is going to be like a 10 X plus mad show. Right. So when these investors are looking at who to invest in, they want to believe in the entrepreneur. They want to understand the problem and solution, but you have to be their 10 X plus because if not, why would they even put you in, in the, in the running? Every single investment they do, it has to be able to do that. Right, right. And then it always helps to go after the right investors, right? Not all investors are right for your business. So that's another consideration, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. 
Very one good. Thing, Go one ahead, other yeah. thing, Adam, just to just to add one more thing on this. Um, the other thing that's super important is just like sales, uh, where you're you have your hundred accounts, you're hitting them up. Can we get a meeting? Um, you know, can I do my follow up? When can you give me the answer? Yes or no? Oh, next Thursday you you'll commit to yes or no if you want to buy this product. Raising money is the same way, and it's about being super organized having your hit list, having your follow-ups correctly in, in place, pushing for a yes or no, and like getting those answers, and then continually networking. Every single meeting should lead to more meetings because you should be making that ask at the end. Right, right. I love that. That's good advice. And we actually just spoke to somebody who got investment in the blockchain space, and they said they would put out emails, and in the email to the investor, they'd be like, this uh, opportunity will close in one week. Please let us know if you're interested. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. <laughs> So they're really putting deadlines on it, you know? Yeah, and creating a a sense of urgency, I think, is important. You. Very cool. Very cool. Well, guys, I love what you're doing. Um, I'm a, I'm a backpacking fan. So I, and I don't get out enough, you know, um, I, we, my wife and I did a big, um, five nights in the grand Canyon, which was super hard, <laughs> but it was really amazing. So yeah. big fan of what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys coming in and sharing your story. So let's give a shout out. I want to give you guys an opportunity. How do people find you um, and get in touch and learn about what you're doing and, and where should they go? So people should check us out online at thedirt.com. That's spelled a little different. That's T-H-E-D-Y-R-T.com. Thedirt.com. Um, check us out online. Uh, we have the most videos, pictures, and reviews of anyone of any, of all the campgrounds in the U.S. And you can uh, check us out in the app stores. We have brand new iOS and Android apps ready to go, waiting for your reviews and waiting for you to check out all these campgrounds around the U.S. So check us out at thedirt.com. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, guys, tons of cool information here. There's prizes to win. Get involved, leave reviews, all that good stuff. Um, And get outside. You know, there's a health factor to just getting outside. So I can appreciate that. Um, Listen, guys, thank you so much, so much. Appreciate your time. Um, And until next time, we'll talk again. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Bye bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play. Or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. 